Knoxville Tower, runway 23 left at Alpha 8, taxi via Alpha Taxiway. No delay, wind 2904, runway 23 left at Alpha 8, clear for takeoff, traffic 3 mile final. Read back correct, tower for taxi, have a good flight. Welcome to From the Runway Up. I'm Becky. And I'm Caitlin. And we work in the Public Relations Department at McGee-Tyson Airport in Knoxville, Tennessee. We understand that going behind the scenes in an airport these days isn't as easy as it used to be. So that's where this podcast comes in. Each episode, we'll give you a behind-the-scenes look of current events at our airport and in the aviation industry as a whole. So fasten your safety belts and join us on this aviation adventure. Welcome to this episode of From the Runway Up. We are going to tackle again some questions that we keep getting asked about what's going on at our airport during the COVID-19 pandemic. And I know I feel like we talk about this a whole lot, but things continue to change and people have lots of questions. And this episode is going to focus on what it's like to go through the security checkpoint. We are seeing a lot of changes here at McGee Tyson Airport and in airports around the country. And most of those changes are coming from the TSA security checkpoints. And they're great things. We have social distancing in place. You know, they're reducing the physical contact with travelers. They're cleaning and disinfecting. They're doing a lot that I think our listeners will be interested in. Well, and one of the programs that they are going to talk about with us today is called the Stay Healthy, Stay Secure campaign that they are implementing at all the airports around the country and what those things represent. So I'm really curious to see what our guest is going to talk about today. Along with the Stay Healthy and Stay Secure program, I think that our listeners will also learn a little bit more about Real ID and the new deadline coming up. So we are very excited to have Mark Howell with us on today's episode. He is the regional spokesperson for TSA, covering airports in Alabama, Georgia, Indiana, Kentucky, Ohio, South Carolina, and here in Tennessee. And we work very closely with him on press conferences and events. So Mark, thank you so much for being on our podcast today. Thank you so much for being on our podcast. You are a podcast veteran of ours, so we appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. And today we're going to talk about a lot of things happening with TSA. But one thing that I think will set the tone for our listeners for this episode is talking about where we're at as an industry. Previously, we've talked with an airline representative, and she mentioned some of our nationwide numbers that we're seeing, but can you just kind of start by telling our listeners the state of aviation as it's shown in TSA throughput numbers and and what you all are experiencing and have been through these past few months? Sure. Well, uh, first off, thanks for having me back. I I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. And uh, yeah, if you haven't traveled since March, it's a much different uh, landscape than than it was, uh, you know, pre-COVID. Since things have, have kicked off, obviously the travel volumes have, have significantly decreased, but we're starting to see it see it come back up. Uh, and back in April, we had our lowest day in history uh, as an agency. We were about eighty four thousand five hundred passengers, and that's that's uh, really really low. It's like ninety percent of what we typically do. We're seeing it start to inch back up now, where we're seeing days uh, nationwide where it's five hundred six hundred thousand. Uh, and just over the last uh, Labor Day weekend, we were close to a million one of the days that weekend. So we're seeing it incrementally starting to step back up. Uh, and we're going to, of course, adjust our operations based on if it's going down or, or going up. So 
what you're going to see at the checkpoint, obviously, is going to be much, much different uh, now as opposed to, to, say, the same time last year. Well, that being said, I know that you all have put together a program called Stay Healthy, Stay Secure. Can you tell us about that? Sure. It's a campaign we, we kicked off in July, uh, really to kind of illustrate the changes that we've made at security checkpoints to keep passengers, both passengers and our employees safe. Uh, and there's a, a number of things that have been uh, implemented at airports nationwide, including there and McGee Tyson. Uh, obviously, the big one is social distancing. We want to obviously keep the, that social distancing not only in the queue, but inside the checkpoint. So we've introduced some ways to uh, obviously leave that social distancing while you're going through the security checkpoint. Uh, another big step with that is the identity verification. When you're going through the checkpoint, you usually have to present your boarding pass and your identification. We've introduced ways to do that without physical contact between the officer and the traveler. So you can see already what we're trying to do is, is create that space and limit that interaction between uh, passengers and in our workforce. You'll see in some airports that they've installed plastic shielding as well at some of those uh, points, uh, like the, the ticket document checker and inside the checkpoint as well. But a lot of things really in, in terms of general safety uh, of the employees and, and uh, protection of folks that are going through the checkpoint, like regular cleaning of the frequently touched checkpoint surfaces and our screening equipment, which includes the bins. You'll also see as you go through mandatory wear of masks and, and face shields by officers that are working inside the checkpoint. And a couple other things. Uh, if you're going through uh, and you have to have secondary screening done, the swabs that we use to do our screening, they're always going to be changed out between passengers. And officers will change gloves after each pad down and by request of the passenger if they want us to change them as well. So a lot of things as part of this campaign, but really the, the underline with this is, is that we're doing everything we can to, to keep people safe and, and limit the spread of COVID. Wow. And so you mentioned that your officers do wear masks regardless of the regulations, you know, in the, the city, state or the airport. And so do the travelers have to take off their masks or anything or can they keep them on during the security process? Yeah, you may, when you come into the point when you're at the ticket document checker or if there's a portion during the screening where the mask alarms for some reason, uh, you may have to lower it or, or take it off temporarily. What happens at the ticket document checker is we're going to verify your identity from your, your ID. So when you get to that podium, you may be asked to lower it so we can match, you know, obviously who you are with uh, your photo ID that you're presenting. So uh, temporarily, you don't have to take it off through the whole screening process. We may just be asking you to, to lower it as you're going through uh, the screening. Well, and how does this impact people who are traveling that have become a part of the pre-check program or global entry or some of the other programs that exist through the checkpoint? Well, so it is affecting pre-check at some, at some point because with operations being as low as they are, we've consolidated some of the operations because there's not a, as much of a need to keep uh, as many lanes open. So in, in smaller airports where we only have one or two lanes, Sometimes we, we've been doing a, a kind of modified version of pre-check where you'll still get your pre-check benefit, but you may be folded into a line uh, where, where standard screening uh, is being done as well. So uh, less lanes are open, obviously, because of, of COVID and, and the low passenger volume. But you're, you're not going to see much of a wait time when you're going through security checkpoints right now, too, because of that lower volume. And the goal is to keep all waits under 10 minutes, and that's to be able to maintain that social distancing and to get folks through there as, as quickly as possible. But with TSA PreCheck, we're, we're seeing an average wait time nationwide of a minute right now. So it's uh, less than five minutes is the goal for PreCheck. 
less than 10 for standard screening. And we've been able to maintain that with the uh, the resources that we have throughout the pandemic. Wow. Just one minute it, as an average across the United States uh, security checkpoint lanes. That really is a change than what we were seeing prior to March. That's just an amazing number to me. 99.9% of uh, pre-check passengers waited five minutes or less last year. So it's a, uh, a very good program. It's uh, obviously when you don't have to take your shoes off and, and your belt and light outerwear. Uh, and you can keep your, your things in your bag. So obviously the, the process is speeded up because you don't have to take it out and, and put it back in on the back end of security screening. So uh, you're going to get that. But also, you know, if, if they have the availability to do it, they're going to have a separate queue for that as well. So it is much, much quicker. Um, we still recommend people that are traveling regularly to take a look at that program. Uh, it's $85, uh, but that's good for five years. You can sign up and do the pre-enrollment and find out more about the program at uh, www.tsa.gov forward slash pre-check. Well, I know, I think Becky and I both are, we have pre-check and it's definitely worth it for sure. And so currently at McGee Tyson, even if the TSA pre-check line is not open and you, you go into a regular lane, you still, like you said, get all of those, those benefits, but you're just not in a separate lane. Right. You're still going to get the benefit uh, of having TSA pre-check, even if there's not a standalone queue open for it. Uh, and it's really down to resource management uh, while we're in the COVID situation. So uh, you will get that benefit uh, of not taking your, your shoes off and, and being able to keep the things in the bag. What they'll do in, in the case of kind of the blended lanes where they've got uh, standard and pre-check passengers going through is they'll usually hand you a card and uh, you'll present that card to the officer so they know that you have TSA pre-check when you're going through the screening process. And when you hand them that card, they know to do the uh, separate procedures as if you're a standard screener. Well, and as you've operated the checkpoint and talked to people from across the country in different airports, do you have any advice maybe you offer our, our listeners and how to prepare for going through an airport checkpoint during COVID? Sure. Well, think uh, I, I think it's planning ahead just like it was pre-COVID, but you really have to be a little bit more diligent with your planning before uh, you decide to travel now. Uh, not so much because of, of wait times or, or the traffic or busyness at the airports, but really to make sure that you keep yourself safe through the process. One thing that we've, uh, we've also included during uh, the pandemic is an increase to the amount of hand sanitizer you can take with you. Uh, as you, you probably know, the liquid limit for most liquids is 3.4 ounces or less in a quart-sized bag, and each passenger is allowed one of those. Uh, we've expanded that for hand sanitizer. So you can bring up to 12 ounces of hand sanitizer with you when you travel, uh, again, subject to uh, secondary screening, but you can bring that in a larger amount. And we recommend that you use that while you're traveling as well. So one tip we give you know, to passengers is, is uh, you, you want to hit that hand sanitizer or wash your hands before you come into the security checkpoint, and you're going to want to do it again uh, when you get out of the checkpoint. But keep yourself safe, obviously, wear your mask, and make sure that you keep that social distancing throughout the process as well. So if people have questions and they're preparing for an upcoming trip, where do you offer that they get that information so that they can be better prepared for what to expect at the airport? Now, great question. We, we have a, a lot of resources available for people that uh, have questions about security screening uh, at airports. One, one of the big ones is the, the website, obviously, www.tsa.gov. On that page, we have a full list of uh, prohibited items, but also a tool called the Can I Bring My Tool, uh, which is also available on our, our app, My TSA, where you can type in uh, different items and it'll tell you whether or not you can bring it in your carry-on bag if it needs to go in your check bag. 
or if it's not allowed on board an aircraft at all. So very, very neat tool there. If you're on social media uh, and you want to uh, to follow us on Facebook and on uh, Twitter, we have Ask BSA, and we've got a great social media team, social care team, that will get uh, it back in touch with you with any questions that you have. Very quick, if you, if you hit them up during business hours, they'll, they'll usually get you a response you know, within a couple hours. So very, very good resource there, too. If you got a quick question, you can always go to the website as well for any generic information that you need. I love that uh, what can I bring tool. Like, I'm on it right now. And, for example, listeners, if you are interested, if you are planning to bring an air mattress with a built-in pump, you cannot carry that on, but you can put it in your checked bag. And then airbrush makeup machines are good on your carry-on bag or your checked bag. Yeah, they got really in depth with that. Really everything. Yeah, to the point where where they have lightsabers and Harry Potter wands, uh, a lot of Mm -hmm. lot of different entries on there. It's fun to kind of just type different things in and see what it comes up with. But uh, very useful tool if you're wondering about a specific item, you can go in there, type it in, uh, and gives you gives you the answer you need. Yeah, since Halloween is coming up, artificial skeleton bones can be carried on and checked. So good to know. There you go, in case you need to take them with you, for sure. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. I know that one of the things that we keep getting asked, because we were supposed to, as a country, enact the real ID identification as of October 1st of this year. But because of COVID, that has been postponed a year. So can you tell us a little bit about why real ID and what people can expect in 2021 for the real ID program? Well, just as you mentioned, due to circumstances around COVID-19 and the, the national emergency declaration, DHS did extend the enforcement deadline by a year. So instead of October 1st, 2020, the new deadline for Real ID enforcement is October 1, 2021. And that's going to give everybody you know, that extra time to be able to get in, hopefully through the end of the pandemic um, and into next year, to get those Real ID compliance uh, licenses before uh, travel after October 1st of next year. One thing to keep in mind, if you don't have the real ID or if, uh, if, if you have a passport, use that, or you could use another acceptable form of ID as well. We have a list of those on our TSA website at tsa.gov forward slash real dash ID. But um, one, one question we usually get on this is that folks don't know if they have the real ID compliant license or not. Now, what you're going to want to do to check that is you're going to get your driver's license out and take a look to see if there is a, a star on the top of the card. If you don't have a star up there, then it's, uh, then it's likely one of the older ones. And you're going to need to get with your state driver's license agency on uh, how to, to get that Real ID compliant card in your state. Well, I know that recently I just got my Real ID identification and you kind of know when you're getting it because there's a lot of other documents that are required to be able to get that type of identification. So if anyone is traveling and planning to get the real ID, they need to check with their state DMV and find out what is required to get that identification made. Because it's not as simple as going in and go, let me have the real ID and can I just exchange it when I'm doing my uh, renewal? It actually has a lot of documentation that goes along with it. With it. And we'll supply some of the information about Real ID on our website at fromtherunwayup.com as part of this episode. 
Yeah. So with that, I mean, there is absolutely what you said. Uh, there are a lot more requirements for getting a real ID versus the standard driver's license. But really, this became law. It, uh, this was passed back in uh, in 2005 by Congress. They, they passed the Real ID Act after the 9-11 Commission's recommendation that, that the government needed to set a higher standard for, for IDs like driver's license. So after that, they've established minimum security standards for those driver's license. And, uh, and they're and Along with that, they've had federal agencies like TSA put in these types of restrictions from accepting license and old ones that don't meet the standard. So that's what we're talking about when we're getting to the real ID deadline of 2021 is, you know, this has been in place for a while, but the, you have to get that driver's license to be able to get through TSA security checkpoints or, or into federal buildings by that deadline. Well, and I'm sure between now and October 1st, 2021, uh, Mark, lucky you, we would love to have you on our podcast again to continue talking about this and just to make our listeners more aware of what they need to do. Absolutely. Well, we'll be, we'll be continuing to message this all the way through next year. Obviously, it's a, it's a big uh, a push to get folks ready for that, or at least to make sure that they're covered with another form of ID. So I'll be happy to come back on again and, and uh, talk about it as we get closer to that deadline. So before we wrap up our episode today, Mark, is there any tips that you would like to leave our listeners that are hopefully traveling soon? Yes, uh, I'm glad I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, one thing that we want to remind passengers to do is pay attention to what they have in their bag. One of the disturbing things that has, has uh, happened this year is we've seen that big dip in passenger volume, you know, throughout the uh, the pandemic. But with that decline, we're actually seeing an increase in the rate of firearms that are coming to checkpoints nationwide. So we're, we're really uh, asking passengers to, to pay attention to what they have with them. Do a quick five-minute check before you leave for the airport uh, to make sure you don't have your firearms, your ammunition, or any other uh, type of prohibited items in your bag. And that's going to keep you out of trouble, not only from local law enforcement who could uh, cite or arrest you, but also will, will keep you from getting a hefty civil penalty from TSA. So be sure to do that check. Uh, if you Again, if you have questions about specific items, if you're allowed to bring them, go to the TSA website. You are, of course, allowed to bring a firearm with you uh, when you travel, but it needs to be uh, done and packed a specific way and declared to the airline that you're flying with. So the difference is, uh, is bringing it and checking it in a bag packed the proper way versus you know, having it in a bag and accidentally bringing it to the security checkpoint. So Pay attention to what you have with you. If you do intentionally want to take the firearm with you, uh, you have to follow the steps on the TSA website, www.tsa.gov, and just keep an eye out for the firearms and ammunition page. Always good information to keep when you're going through an airport. So thank you so much for joining us today, Mark. It's been great listening to the new Stay Healthy and Stay Secure program, as well as what people can expect when they're going through the checkpoint in this year of 2020. So thank you so much for your time with us. And we look forward to hearing more about Real ID as we get closer to the October 2021 timeframe. Yeah, thanks for having me again. and looking forward to talking to you again next time. You know, Caitlin, I am glad that we talked about Real ID for sure in conjunction with all the other things that we discussed today because it's going to be confusing for people because they've been told over and over and over that this year is the deadline and they're going to think, I need to have that star on my uh, ID when they're ready to travel come October 1st of 2020. But it's been postponed. Again, very loudly screaming from the mountains. It has been postponed until next year. And we encourage you to make sure that when you schedule your renewal of your life, license in the state of Tennessee that you do take advantage of going ahead and getting that real ID notification. 
yeah, even even though it has been postponed until 2021, I would still encourage our listeners just to go ahead and get it done. That way you're not waiting until the last minute and, and those lines are getting, you know, backed up. Just go ahead and get it done, get it out of the way, and then you won't have to worry about that when you travel again. Well, and thank you for joining us today. Hopefully you found this series on answering questions important. We're going to tackle this one more time. In an upcoming episode, we're going to address all of the different types of questions. It's going to kind of be of a potpourri of things that people have been asking that will help you better understand what travel is like during a pandemic and how you can best prepare to travel through the airport safely. And we mentioned a lot, you know, Mark mentioned a lot today. And so we are going to post links to those travel numbers, to the Stay Healthy, Stay Secure program, to the Real ID deadline. We're going to post all of those to our show notes page at fromtherunwayup.com. So we encourage you to check that out. Thank you again for listening. And we hope that you will tune in again next time.